Hello and welcome to another County Live podcast with me, Martin Johnston. And me, Chris Ridgway. So remember, the County Live podcast is the only place to get your weekly live interview with Jim Gannon pre-game. And last night, as usual, Chris caught up with the gaffer back at Edgeley Park. Well, Jim, it's Thursday evening, post-training, we're here again. Let's start uh, where we always do, looking back at last weekend. Just break down that Kidderminster performance for us. I was quite calm after the game because... We could come in ranting and raving about the way that we conceded in the individual errors. Uh, I thought it was a disappointing um, reward for our players' efforts. I thought we dominated the first half, um, pressed them hard, forced them to play long, dealt with that, um, created numerous possession and penetration without really showing a lot of quality in the first half, but we certainly deserved our lead. Second half, they worked their way into the game. we had chances, they had chances. Fortunately, we didn't take ours. They took theirs. Um, and everybody goes away remembering the last 10 or 15 minutes as a real disappointment and they don't look at the whole picture. I looked at the whole picture and thought there was a lot of positives. Um, but ultimately, um, as I've been discussing at the board this week, is that there's defensive frailties and we've got too many players in our back line at the moment that have got a mistake in them, a, a, an error of judgment, a poor clearance. Uh, conceding of a foul or a penalty, an own goal, um, and that's why we've only had one clean sheet in the last nine. So, a bit of coaching will help build confidence, but I think we might need to be thinking about um, adding players to, to to give a little bit more confidence to back four. Um, and if we can correct that, uh, we know we can score goals as a team. Um, but yeah, disappointed with the result, not overly disappointed with performance. I think there's been a lot of improvements made over the last couple of weeks. We've seen a lot of them at Nuneaton. I've seen a lot of them in Kidderminster. But at the moment, we've got a lot of pessimistic people and all they're seeing is the negativity that's going on the pitch. But um, I'm a little bit more balanced in my view and I see lots of positives. But there is negatives that we need to address. Does does getting points on the board help address this negativity that, that you draw to? So we know this weekend's a big game coming up. We're going to speak about FC United in a few moments. But ultimately, no matter how we get it, does three points on the board help ease that? Well, I was talking to the young lads at the academy today and I think um, everybody thinks you play brilliant when you win and everybody thinks you play terrible when you lose. Um, that's the nature of people's polarised views, the simplicity of everything. People can't look at... Some people can't grapple with the complexities of what a game's about. Um, so therefore, they just look at, we've lost, it's the manager's fault, it's we're not scoring enough goals, we've uh, this, that and the other, it's... That, you know, I think we've got to be a lot more balanced. Um, of course, you know, there's the old cliche: you get judged on results. Um, I think managers always should be judged on whether they get the best out of the players. Um, I don't think I'm getting the best out of all of my players, um, and I think players would get judged by me ultimately by whether they get the best out of themselves and the best out of the coaching I give them. Um, yeah, we we need to. The next couple of games are really important for us. The games that we're uh, we need to be uh, playing in a manner that suggests we're capable of winning and if we can get six points for the next two games, we put ourselves in a position when we start playing the likes of Chorley, uh, Brackley and Curzon and teams like that, uh, really competing hard for the playoffs because ultimately, despite all the negativity, we're only two points off where we want to be. You've mentioned a couple of times there the negativity and positive from some player, some some people and players around the ground and negative from, from others. The one thing that I've got from the players in the short conversations that I have with them is they're all very hungry. They all want to be 
showing what they can do and everybody knows they want to pull up this table and that's what I think I pick most from the players is that they want to improve they're chomping so to speak yeah and I think I think you only have to look at the way that we're starting games at the moment um We've we've been fantastic, you know. Even even the Blythe Spartans game, how we're not three or four nil up in the first twenty minutes. We started great against Kidman. Um So the lads are showing that anger, uh, hunger. Um, we, we do we do have an issue when the game settles and whether we can carry on the intensity. You know, I think the likes of Gary Stopf have has been standing out uh, as a, as a man of the match because he has that fitness and intensity. And you know, I've always said about mental strength. I mean coping with pressure, dealing with adversity and all that. But the, the main thing about mental strength is enthusiasm. If you don't love playing football, don't love working, then you're not going to be successful at, at the game. Mm. And I think that um, the, the lads are certainly like that. Uh, I think we've got a couple uh, that are stronger than others. Um, I, I see some frailties within our group uh, that we need to protect against and maybe need to take out of the group. Uh, but there's lots of positives there. And I think when I look at the, the, the squad of players we've got and the, the, what they can bring to the club, um, you know, you, whether you look at the Southport game or other games, I think we've got some really good additions this year that can add to us. I think what we need to do is get back to last year where we had really strong organisation, good work ethic, um, knew how to get clean sheets, and then we trusted the quality that we had up front to get us the goals. And if we can get back to that simple formula, the uh, sooner the better for everybody. Of course, the Kidderminster game wasn't actually the last competitive game we were in. Of course, Stockport County up against Cheadle the other night. Very flattering score. Uh, it was good to see Darren Stevenson back on the on the starting sheet. Just break down very quickly for us what positives you can take from a game like the one against Cheadle. Well, um, I, I think for take a step back before I talk about it, I mentioned at the board meeting um, my three big areas of concern is our defensive frailties. Um, and then I looked at, I didn't really have any players that I could play against Chile because I had to protect the four fit players we had. Um, I think we've got a lot of attacking midfielders at the club that haven't really got a consistent run of team due to maybe a lack of fitness, a lack of form. Um, and I don't think we've seen the best of Darren Stevenson, Adam Thomas, Ben McKenna, Matty Warburton. Um, they've all missed little games and not been at 90 minutes for most of it. And I think that the young kids did really well um, and the attacking midfielders did really well that we brought in. But the thing that was interesting for me was to watch the growth that's been apparent in our under-19s. And although Bowen got a hat-trick, Adam Thomas got it, the young lads, the seven young lads that played, all showed uh, that they've grown considerably from what is now two and a half years of full-time training. Uh, and these are effectively amateurs playing for the club. Um, and they were on a pitch with paid professionals and there wasn't a distinguishing difference between them. So my third biggest issue with, at board level was to say that we need more time with the players. It's OK investing in quality part-time players, but if we don't have enough time on the training ground to improve them, to get them fitter, get them more organised, then we're never really going to get the best value out. And, and um, So it was a, a real frank and open discussion about the growth that, that rather than investing in part-time players, whether we should be investing in full-time structures, um, but Wednesday's game was really interesting for me in terms of seeing the growth of the players that are growing at the club and those players that perhaps couldn't, that I want to see challenging uh, for a position in the first team to give us options and 
different dimensions to our attack. So to have Adam Thomas score a couple, Bowen score a hat-trick, Darren Stevenson back, is fantastic for us. We've seen a lot of growth in Adam Metches, who's been out on loan, and you can see how that's given him a bit of confidence. He trains extremely hard. His, his strength's gone up 30%. Um, he's the fastest lad at the club, and his, his, his physical programme has certainly shown a player that's capable of breaking into the first team in the near future. So uh, lots of positives. Um but a lot of it is for the future. Um, what I want now is for the likes of Bowen and Darren and Adam Thomas uh, to be available on Saturday and be back at 100% and showing the qualities they have and what they can add to the team. Because if we can add them to Jason Oswell and Matty Warburton, Ben McKenna and Gary Stockford and Jimmy Ball, then we'll have a hell of an attacking options. Just talk us through what Darren can offer, what you saw in Darren when you brought him into the club. He's obviously got a reputation. County fans have seen him against us a few times and we've seen him play a few times for us this season carrying a bit of an injury. But what does a fully fit Darren Stevenson offer the club? Uh, he's extremely strong, quick. Um, I think the other night he um, he got he played off the left, <clears> which is his preferred position. Um, I've seen him play down the middle um, and... If you can get him at the back four, he's got that pace to get away from people and he's got um, a good array of finishing skills when he gets in and around the box. I think the county fans have seen him score on numerous occasions against them. Um, I think that he's a player that will give us... Um, my my biggest disappointment this season, because if you want to play a 4-2-3-1 and you want to see the best out of your 7-10-11, I want them all fit and available. Um, if I can get Darren, Matty, Adam Thomas, Ben McKenna, Bowen Dixon... If I can get three from that five flying out from the start of the game and two more to come on, then I think we've got the fantastic attacking options. And um, like I said, Darren's got a lot to offer on that. He's got a track record at this level of 20 goals a season. Um, you know, we know that Matty Warburton's got a track record of 20 goals and if he keeps going the way he is, he's going he's gonna to hit that target. And then off the right, we want Adam Thomas and um, Ben McKenna and Boan Dixon to chip in with six, seven, eight, nine goals. Um, then, then we'll have a potency. But the most important thing is that, despite all those goals, and we need an improvement from one of those attacking midfielders, is that the other six, their main job is clean sheets, strength and conviction to make sure the opportunities the opposition have are limited and are well-earned rather than mistakes and lapses, concentrations or poor judgment. Um, so at the moment, we're kind of working on both sides of it. And if we can improve both sides, then we'll just be creeping towards that that fine line where success and failure is decided by one or two things and we'll work it in our favour. Um, and like I said, there's not an awful lot wrong, but there's a few things need to be put right. Let's talk about FC United. It's, the, it's them up at the weekend. We know what happened a few weeks ago in the Cup, but I think the Cup and the League are two very different prospects. And how do you address FC United in the League rather than in the Cup? Uh, the same way we did with... Curzon in the Cup and Curzon in the League, uh, you know what you're going to expect. A team that wants to play a certain way. Um, they're flexible enough to between their 4-3-3 and their 4-4-2, but Tom Greaves is the manager now, um, is wanting to play himself um, in a front two. So uh, we've got a fair idea of what we're going to be up against. Um, they had a good result the weekend. Um, you know, a lot of May was made by the FC um, old staff of my comments post-match, but I think the proof is there now that um, that once you're knocked out of the cup and you can celebrate all the success in the cup, but would you trade a draw and a win against top put for four points in the league? Of course you would. Um, and you wouldn't be in a relegation zone. So they, they've enjoyed their cup run and they got, they're out of that and they have to wake up to reality of where they are in the league. 
If you ask me, I think they've got too much quality to be in the bottom three. But it's such an extremely competitive division that every point's going to be hard-earned this year. Um, we're seeing good managers and good clubs struggling to pick up points this year. You know, to think Kidderminster, we're facing Kidderminster in the 16 from Boston, FC United and relegation zone. It goes to show you how competitive this division is this year. And uh, FC United made a decision to change the manager. Um, at the moment, it's worked for them because they've got to win. Um, and, and obviously, Thomas Caretaker has um, got them heading in the right direction and we know we're going to be in for a very competitive game. Uh, I'd like to think that all I have to do is organise my players and, and get all the noses pointed in the right direction because in terms of motivation, all I have to do is remind them of what happened in the Cup, what happened on Saturday and if they're not up for this game to get maximum points, then I've got no chance as a manager. Let's talk about the atmosphere. I think it was a... I think, I think I'm right in saying last season might have been a record attendance for the league for this fixture, FC United against Stockport County at Edgerley Park. Uh, a lot of things have changed at FC, like you correct to mention there, the staff coming in and uh, and going out. What do you expect the atmosphere to be like around the ground on Saturday? Yeah, you're right. It was a, it was a record attendance for the National North. Um, and, it, and, and in many ways, it was a not, not a meaningful game in the sense of like, um, you know, it was like sort of early spring and, you know, there wasn't the sort of the drama of the playoffs or... or Promotion pushes or relegation relegation gaps. So I just think that you you know when two well supported sides come together in a local derby, then you're going to get a bumper crowd. And uh, I, I, what what I like about this game in particular is that I think the last two games we've had a let's just say a, a fairly subdued crowd. And I think that the drama of a, a cup tie and all the emotions that have gone in the previous games, I think it'll bring the best out of both sets of fans and we'll have atmosphere. And if we have atmosphere, then our players will respond to that because they have in the past. And um, So I'm looking forward to the game. I think it's to, you know, um, I don't fear playing at Edgy Park. We've had a fantastic record. We've had two poor games now where we've we've gone from being in winning positions to losing, uh, which is disappointing. But I, I think that... If we perform like we have in over the course of the season at home, then we put ourselves in the chance of being able to beat the likes of FC. And uh, and it'd be a massive three points for us and set us back in the right direction where we want to go. And if we get a bumper crowd, then I'll just let everybody, remind everybody that we're a fantastic club, great following and a really good team to watch. Well, just finally on that note then, FA Cup results aside, and you say that should be enough motivation for the players. If you kind of get that crackling atmosphere, all the fans really urging the players on, that spurs you on as a player. You've, you've been a player for many years as well as a manager. What's it like having that kind of energy behind you from the stands? Uh, it's, it's fantastic. It can't be underestimated. And, you know, we talked about the crowd being the 12th man. And, um, you know, if, if things are not going well for you, sometimes a big crowd can can work against you and, and make everybody a little bit nervous. But I think um, on occasions like when you play a local derby against the likes of whether it be Salford or whether it be FC United and, or another team that's really well supported in a... Um, then it's going to add to the occasion, it's going to add to the drama. There's nothing more than, like I said, we mentioned enthusiasm before, but adrenaline's a great thing. And adrenaline, when the adrenaline pumps from uh, the importance of occasion or the support you get and people driving you on, um, then it's only going to bring more out of you. Um, and like I said, we have to manage that enthusiasm and adrenaline to make sure that we perform and do our jobs. But I certainly think it will add to the occasion. Really looking forward to it as ever, Jim. All the very best for Saturday. Thanks so much. So Chris, let's go straight into it. I keep talking about the roller coaster, but the ups and downs keep coming. How did you see the Kidderminster defeat? Yeah, it was a tough one to take, similar to uh, similar to Blythe 
couple of weeks earlier, uh, where you play well in the game and you, you've got some positives to come away from, but ultimately, uh, you know, the other team have seen seemed stronger in the last few minutes of the game and they've taken the initiative come the 90th minute or the 91st or whatever it was and they've taken all three points and it's a tough one to swallow because if it had been a draw or if we'd obviously taken the win then the, then there would have been a lot of people saying how positive this was and how, how well we done here and there but ultimately you can't really bring them up because the bottom line is you lost the game. Last year was there was a, there was a kind of period this this time of year really and going into the start of the year where we couldn't put games away there was a lot of nil nils or you know one nil up and then one ones but this year it's a bit different it's um it's not so much that it's not so much you you're all, you're always willing you know a goals to come it's kind of you think you're in control then all of a sudden it changes the re- the, the way i break this season down it's been a very patchwork season um, a lot of people have mentioned last season and there were a lot of differences last year. Uh, if we look at the squad this season and focus on where we are, we, we look at some of our key players. We've had key players who, who've been out injured for long spells of the season. You know, you look from the back, we had Sam Inihan in you know, injured for a long time in the season already. It looks like he's going to be out for a long time, he, you know, even now. It could be Christmas, post-Christmas even. We see him come back, so it's, it's been he's been a long time. Darren Stevenson out for a long time. Adam Thomas out for a long time. Stephen O'Halloran comes in. You know he's he's a, a very good defender at this level. He's proven played at Salford, played for, played for us in the past. He comes in and he's out for a long spell of, uh, of the season uh, from the first game. So it's patchwork straight away. So players are then brought in to fill in for these players, uh, and, and the players that are brought in are good footballing players. You look at the players that we've brought in, and they are good, established footballers. And they just need a little bit of time to get to know each other. But we're not talking about a pre-season tournament here. We're talking about the middle of a, a very tough campaign. Uh, and all of a sudden, things aren't quite clicking, and players are being moved around, and all of a sudden, you're being asked to play number 10 when you're not used to it, and you're playing right back when you're a, uh, an attacker by trade or whatever. Which, it gives me confidence that the the abilities within the squad are there. And... The, the more the more consistently comes about consistency comes about they will learn from it they'll improve on it and they'll grow as a team however we're almost having a pre-season mid-season now you've got players like Boan Dixon who've come in and they've had to hit the ground running and it's a tough thing to do when you're a player like Boan is uh, other players who've come in and they've just not been able to grab the game like they would have done if they'd had a pre-season or or whatnot and now we've got players coming back and you who comes in? Who? How, how do you muscle your way into the team? If Darren Stevenson comes back fit, well, who do you drop? You know, if, if Adam Etches looks good, who do you drop? So it's a tough one for the gaffer, and I think patchwork would sum up our season. It'd be another way of saying rollercoaster. I think there's been good spells and bad spells, and, and this is something that Jim and the players need to work on. Yeah, and you, you've taken, you know, uh, you've had to start the season with two absolute pillars <clears throat> of last year's team taken out, Lewis Montrose probably the best ball player at the club. And then Danny Lloyd, who was the, the best footballer in that. He made things happen and he scored a lot of goals. Took, taking those two pillars out as well. And then you had the injuries and then you had training. So, yeah, it's, it's no surprise it's like that. While you were interviewing Jim, by the way, I was talking to Nick Donnelly and he said what a superb athlete Stephen O'Halloran is. So, uh, no yeah. surprise to get him back to full fitness and you know make a difference to the defence. doesn't surprise me. The, the guy's been in football a long, long time, you know. Uh, he's played at international level. He knows what it takes to be a footballer. So it, it, it shouldn't come as any surprise that any of these players, really, uh, him, Darren Stevenson, who's had a long time out, he'll want to come back and be a tremendous athlete. 
Uh, there's so many players in there who will have upped their game, who will have, um, just by being around the club and being around football for such a long time, they're good enough players. They are, uh, you know, uh, it's it's a tough time at a club. Listen, any club, when you're building a club, that I, I think Jim Gannon doing that here, I think he's building a whole club. You look at managers, managers who really stick out in your memory, this might sting, but... Alex Ferguson at Manchester United or, or Arsene Wenger at Arsenal, Dario Grady at Crew. They build whole clubs and environments rather than just focus on the eleven on the pitch. Yeah. And it, more goes in and if you're doing that, more goes into it, you're gonna have bad spells, you are. We I think, I still and I still think this now, we've had a little bit of luck this season in that the league have changed the playoff system and you can now finish seventh and get in the playoffs. Get us in the playoffs by hook or by crook. And I think we win them. But getting to that position has been made a little easier by the league, giving two extra places. You're right to mention that we lost players last season. It wasn't just those two that we lost. Mark Ross, who was a club captain, left. Coyote J. people say, oh, well, he didn't play that often and he didn't score that many goals. But what a person to have around the club. What a, what a personality to have in there to G the boys up. So we've lost a lot of good players, but we've brought a lot in as well who were established players. Yeah, and you're right, you know, Ferguson got three years to get it right. You know, that's very un- unheard of at any level now. As you say, you know, Jim's not the kind of manager who's just, oh my God, you know, it's all going wrong, let's tear it up, I'm going to tear my hair out and shout at everybody. He's he's trying to build something and he knows that it's not always going to be right. And especially when you haven't got when you haven't got the resources that you you would like to have. I'm not saying anything's been denied him. I'm just saying that, going back to your patchwork thing, that you know things just keep constantly changing for him, so so difficult, but but still, as you say, still within reach of the playoffs, still in contention with those you know the the, the bottom half of that those playoff places, still so still all to play for, and we'll be back here. We're sitting in Edgley Park in the change rooms at the moment, looking at the shirts with the poppies on that'll be uh, worn specially for the match, but it's FC United. So there's a modern word that applies to this game that the kids say. There's beef. <laughs> there is beef. There is beef after what was spoken about. Just one final thing on on the gaffer there. You you're right to bring up the pe- people say oh he shouts at the players and but I think there is the, you've got a guy there who is so passionate about this club both as a player and as a manager. Now you and I, Martin, are under no obligation here. We could sit here and say. I don't think this person's doing such and such a good enough job. I don't think he's doing enough. And nobody would tell us off. How could this? This is our thing. But I sit in the way I the way I see Jim work on things, the way I speak to him and hear in his voice how passionate he is. I I see a guy there who loves this club back to front. You know, he wants the absolute best for it. So sometimes he does get he does raise his voice, he does shout at people and all the rest of it, but you know, at the, at the end of the day, these are professional footballers. They can take a rollicking. Do you know? Let's not let's yeah. not worry about that for a moment. Yeah, and we're both. Yeah, we're both in in a certain position because you're a died in the wool county fan. So therefore, you're so passionate about it. You would tell the truth. Yeah. And I'm a Liverpool fan who does this, you know, for a living and has become affectionate towards Stockport County. But because you know I'm divorced from it, I would tell the truth as well. If I yeah. didn't think he was the right man, and if I hadn't you know seen the way he behaves and and what he says to us, you know what he says to me pre-interview and stuff like that, absolutely, you know he 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 cares more about this club than anybody else in or as much as anybody else in the club. So for him, it's it's not just a job. So yeah. so yeah, absolutely. If if anybody can can make this patchwork of a season into you know into the playoffs, then then he's the man. Let's talk about this beef 
Let's talk about the beef. With, with Tell me about the beef. Because it all kicked off, didn't it, the other week, over this very podcast. Yeah. It all kicked off. Now, it's an interesting piece uh, that Jim mentioned before. He brought it up again, uh, and he said, which I think is a very fair shout, FC United, can they, can, they deserve all the plaudits for the FA Cup win. They got the win, uh, and in the, in the Cup... That's all that counts. You know, it's not a league game where you can go and do them at the, in the return leg or whatever. It's, it's, it's nothing to do with that. It's, you need the win, you go through. Simple as that. Doesn't matter, you get it. And they got it. So fair play to them. Would they have traded that for four points in the league? Probably. They're sitting in uh, either in or around the relegation zone now. I know that they, they changed the manager the other week and I know he, he got off to a good start. But this is a club now who, have they got the new manager bounce? Or are they going through a phase that they've never been through before? They've never had to change manager before. This was the first ever time FC United as a club are changing the manager. So how are they coping with that transition? How are they how are they uh, handling the, the phase of new boss coming in? And this is a boss who wants to play himself as well. Yeah, absolutely. And this this is a beef that's cooked on both sides, if you will, <laughs> it's, to keep going with the beef analogy. What I mean is that, A, there's, you know, we need payback for that ridiculous cup game. Um, and for not finishing them off in the first leg. So there's, there's that kind of, you know, just a, a natural football beef as well. But also the way they behaved on the bench in in that game. That is what, what genuine beef is, you know, people unhappy about that. And, you know, deserved, we were deservedly unhappy about that. Yeah, um, the way, I mean, the, Carl Marginson and his staff, I'm not sure who stayed on out of his staff and who hasn't. I don't know FC United uh, well enough to go into that. But the way they acted... Certainly in that second leg, it was nothing short of embarrassing. If if that was, if that was here, then I would be asking questions of Jim afterwards, and it wouldn't be just me that were asking those questions. You know, I'm not sure the fans would take it take to it uh, too happily as well. There's one thing enjoying the moment. There's one thing playing to the refs' tactics for a distraction, and then there's another just to be, to be blatantly unprofessional, which I think they they took to it. But this is FC United, who are a club who have who are, are, are built on resistance. They are built on, you know, foundations of uh, up and out of lads. Let's go, camaraderie. Let's get under their skin any way they can. They've got a tremendous following for a club at this level. Got passionate people right the way through them, as have Stockport County. So when you take that beef from the dugouts, whether it'll still be there or not with the new gaffer, I, I don't know. But you look at the fans, the fans are definitely going to carry it on both sides. The players are definitely going to carry it on both sides because the word is that this very podcast was played in the FC United dressing room by the manager to the players in the next game to say this is what people are saying about it. We've you. made it. We've, made We've it. finally made it. <laughs> so so you have that. You have that to contest with. You've also then got the, the, the players. You talk about the fans, you talk about in the dugouts, but the players, these are Stockport County players who will have been hurting, who will have been embarrassed by that result, who have now bounced, who, who now have to bounce back from a tough defeat to a good Kidderminster side. And they know that they've got fans leaning on them. This player's not doing that. Is this player contributing enough? You know, they, they don't need me to tell them that. They read message boards. They read Facebook and Twitter. So they'll they'll have this spring in their step, you would hope. If you want to be a footballer, you can't hide in your shell to that kind of criticism. You've got to come out swinging. And against a team like FC United, who are going to be up for it, uh, as, any, as any club would be in their position, for me, this is a... This is a humdinger. This is a heavyweight title fight in the division, even if they are down the bottom. Yeah, and you're gonna because you like your boxing. You're gonna stick with your boxing analogy. I'm just gonna stick with the burger with the with the beef. <laughs> I'm gonna go to a burger now. It's cooked on both sides, but the the relish, the you know the the extra sauce comes from the the, the rivalry. Comes from what happened in the last last game, but there's also the fact that you know this 
last this fixture last year was the highest ever in at this level. Yeah. So we know there's going to be a big crowd. And then there's we're into November, so we're wearing the special poppy shirts, and there'll be the bugle playing the last post. So that gives a little bit of cachet as well. So as you say, a, a, an absolutely an absolute humdinger. Some of the some of the most standout memories I can think of uh, have been at Stockport County Football Club over the years. And you remember certain games, and I remember the FC United game last year. Not for the particular game of football that happened on the pitch. Uh, I remember bringing some friends down who'd never been to a county game before. Uh, one was from Spain, uh, goes to a lot of Spanish football, and one was a Manchester City fan. Um, so naturally, hardly went to any games. And I brought them to this game, and that's why I remember it. Now, this game, like you say, there's on Saturday, there's going to be other reasons to remember it. And, you know, should the two teams be in the same division next year, I'm sure we'll be speaking about this game because it is it is an important weekend. Last weekend, when uh, last season it was the Woking in the FA Cup, uh, when we played with the Poppies. This season it's FC United. Both important games for different reasons. The atmosphere that Stockport County alone can generate is fantastic. When you add in, like you say, the spice from FC plus the things that are bigger than football. You know, the the poppy appeal and the bugle player that is bigger than football. It goes on. It gives something to the game to make it a, a bit more of an occasion than just a football match. Yeah, and that's the, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it, this game last year, I, I paid my own money to go through the, the gates um, and, and watch this game. I wanted to see it so much because I wasn't, it wasn't my, you know, I wasn't on radio duty that weekend. So, absolutely. And, and yeah, and I think maybe they paid, played that bit on the podcast as well. I was so disappointed with FC United. They looked like a bunch of schoolboys in that game last year. It was, uh, I was just surprised really because, because as you say, you know, they're a club that has that, kind of resistance that rebellion kind of running through their their blood that's what they're all about and they they were they were very ordinary but they weren't ordinary they've beaten us in the cup they've come back from 3-0 to to so there's nothing ordinary about them so again you know a very very fascinating will make for a fascinating game probably a nil nil now <laughs> let's hope not let's hope not So, tell us then, who was your uh, your player of the week? Just to cheat, really, it's, it, I'm going to say Matty again because he's the player that got the goal. Not been a particularly easy season for for a lot of the players. Matty's had uh, you know a bit of an injury problem. He's come back from. He's worked in front of, in front of a tough defence uh, in Kidderminster this week, and I thought he took his goal exceptionally well. Ultimately, the team hasn't got the, the the game over the line. So you know the goal. I'm sure Matty would trade it for a win, but. We are where we are. He's he's done well to take his goal, so I, I'm going to give it him this week. And who's you want to watch? Who will you be keeping an eye on? <clears throat> this this week I think is actually bigger than most weeks for the one to watch. The one to watch this week is Boan Dixon, because Boan's come into the squad late into the season. You know, well well into the, the season has started. It's up and running when Boan's come in because we've needed cover. You know, with long term injuries on on the list such as Darren Stevenson. Boan's come in now. Stockport County played midweek in the early stages of the Cheshire Senior Cup and they beat Cheadle Town eight goals to one with Boan Dixon scoring a hat-trick. Now, he's come under a little bit of criticism. He's maybe not seen his finest minutes uh, while he's been playing for Stockport County, should we say, although saying that he, he took a goal terrifically well against Telford, so we know he's got it in his locker. He's going to be a player who wants to come in now and say, look, this is what I can do. We've had a patchy start. I've shown you, I've shown you glimpses of what I can do. And the fans have leaned on me a little bit. So let's put everything aside now. You've just said what an occasion this Saturday is. Um, if he can come in, I'm sure he'll be in the squad. 
after scoring a hat-trick midweek. I mean, if there's any way to grab the gaffer's attention, it's to score a hat-trick, even if it is only against Cheadle Town. At the end of the day, you've beaten who's put in front of you, you've scored three goals, so now he's going to say, give me that shirt and let me show you how I can do it. So for me, he's the guy to watch. Very interesting. Yeah, he's not had the easiest start to his career. He hit the great. He, he looked great because he scored on his debut, but then you know hasn't set the world alight. So, but that that is a good indicator, and yeah, it'll be fascinating to see how he plays. So, join us at two o'clock tomorrow on uh, on Imagine FM for County Live for full match commentary and all the reaction from Stockport County versus FC United. Chris, thank you. Should we go for a pint? Let's have a pint. Let's go and have a burger as well. <laughs>